2: Welcome. You're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host Edward Brown, along with my co-host Vern Glenn of CBS affiliate KPIX TV in San Francisco, and Russell Jackman. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. Uh, today is special day, NFL players. Okay. Special All day, right. NFL players. Yeah, because now that we're done with baseball, got to get into, got to get into football. And we're and done
3: with football too
2: we am not done with football. I am. Why? Because why?
3: Why? Because of what happened to the Niners over <laughs> last Sunday, I'm pretty much done.
2: Yeah, that was uh, that was well, kind of sad.
3: Uh, how there's, about the
2: there's, oh, there's, 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 there's thirty one other teams. Yeah. How about Philadelphia, the way they, they just pummeled uh, Dallas with all those turnovers and uh that hasn't happened since nineteen eighty two, you know that?
3: I'm, I'm getting a black armband for for, uh, for what happened to the. Wait a minute,
2: hold on. What happened to your fantasy football? Did you do badly?
3: Uh, actually, I won this weekend, so Great. I, I, I'm digging myself out of the, <laughs> the two and five hole. Now I'm only three and five. So so the quest okay. for five hundred lives,
2: but there there there's still hope.
3: Then yeah, quest for five hundred. You
2: have to follow the season because you have to do your fantasy all the way through. Yeah, we're all right. only through week eight. Plenty of time. Yeah, plenty of time, which will be interesting because with all this COVID stuff, how they may end up changing um, you know, the playoffs, and uh, it'll, be, it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, and maybe even do it in bubble. I don't know. Okay, uh, this uh, segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments currently yielding over 7.5%. In fact, I think it was 7.8% last month on an annualized basis. How can they do that? Amazing. Will you check them out at Mirrors. PacificPrivateMoney.com? Errors?
3: No. Mirrors?
2: Mirrors? No. Yeah, and smoke too? No, no. Yes. no. It's it's for real. No, no, no. No anky Panky. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be right back.
4: Discover one of the most romantic and COVID-safe certified boutique inns or bed and breakfasts on the northern California coast. The Elk Cove Inn is a one-of-a-kind Ocean View Mendocino Coast bed and breakfast with luxurious accommodations not far from Napa. The Elk Cove Inn is situated on the most breathtaking route of California's Highway 1. The Elk Cove Inn is a favorite for romantic getaways. When you visit the Elk Cove Inn, you're greeted with a gift basket with cookies and wine. Of course, champagne and a delicious complimentary breakfast are included. Book your stay at the Elk Cove Inn, as they have many specials now, by visiting elkcoveinn.com. Also check the reviews on TripAdvisor and what guests say. Or call 800-275-2967. That's 800 275 2967 or elkcovan.com You've seen them on the bay in their kayaks
5: on their paddle boards yeah they do look like they're having fun cause they are so what's holding you back? Sea Trek in Sausalito is San Francisco and Marin's favorite kayak and SUP center since 1982 and they're open for rentals, trips and classes with COVID policies in place Spend a day or an evening kayaking with Sea Trek on the protected waters of San Francisco Bay. No experience necessary. Want a guided experience? Sea Trek's professional guides can take you on a number of scenic tours around the bay area, great for beginners as well as seasoned kayakers. They use single and double kayaks, lightweight paddles, and comfortable life jackets. Sea Trek also has stand-up paddleboards as a fun way to get out into nature. Have a sensational, safe outdoor adventure with Sea Trek today. Reservations are required, so go to Seatrek.com today to start your adventure. That's Seatrek.com. Seatrek.com. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World! The year is 2019 and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater.
1: Hey, you want anything? Popcorn?
6: Soda? No, nothing.
5: This has been the Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019.
6: Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Attention Bay Area homeowners. Pacific Private Money has a loan program that can help you buy your next home right now. No need to wait to sell your existing home first. Our unique bridge loan lets you tap the equity in your current home to provide up to 100% financing on the home you wish to buy. We're friendly, fast, and ready to help you right now. Call us today for more information, 415-883-2150, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Equal housing lender. Licensed Calgary 01897444. All investments have inherent risk, and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. (laughs)
2: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Vern Glenn and Mr. Russell Jackman. Esquire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? First thing, uh, Justin Turner celebrating the World Series victory without regard to others. You know, that's I, – I, I kind of – it's sort of frustrating on both sides because you really feel for the guy after losing, what, three World Series and then suddenly it's like, yeah, we did it. And then to find out, oh, oops. You got COVID, and it's like either tell him before the game or tell him after he celebrates. Well, I, yeah, think I don't like,
3: get the, I, the in-game test. That that doesn't make any sense at all. How, how, why, why are you running a, a, a test on people in-game? You're supposed to have those results before you start playing.
7: Well, it wasn't an in-game test. It's just yeah. that the, the results didn't come back until the second inning.
3: What but good is but, that?
7: But, 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 they're, but they're tested every day.
3: Yeah, but well, what good is 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 a test result to come in in the middle of the game? I mean, if you if they don't work before the game actually starts, why even bother testing? Because
7: hence hence the investigation by Major League Baseball to kind of figure out how this thing could have happened, especially in the case of Justin Turner, who was team captain he's the player rep he's he's one yeah. of the faces of the franchise
3: i say you take away the world series
7: and give it to the giants
2: yeah,
7: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as, as we recorded this show Justin turner has not made a public statement about what happened so we're, we're, we're waiting for that but the the i the i test does not look good as to the aftermath of that game coming out with, with no mask. And then you see, you know, youngins running around the field. I mean, it, I mean, who, I mean, it was, it was, it yeah. was, it was a, it was not a good look for major league baseball. Well, did you say that he found out in the second inning? The, 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 the test results came back in the second inning but he was not removed from the game yeah. until the sixth inning,
3: so okay, even uh, that
7: is hard to understand. That, yeah, yeah, I'm
2: trying to understand that too. Uh, uh, do they like have to? Because he's less infectious
3: after four more innings. <laughs> it, 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 it's yeah,
2: and and the thing is, obviously, he uh, he didn't show like major symptoms, right? Because you well, know no. he had a good game, and you know, I don't, and then um, I guess. I wonder how many days he had it before, right? Because even if he got tested but the day but, but before. But, they're, but,
7: they're, but, but Edward, they're, te- they're tested every day. No, I know, but that's what I'm day. saying. But
2: even if he's tested the day before, is it possible he had it and it
7: just didn't show up for two more days? We don't know. I mean, that's that's in in time, all of this will come out. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, but, but, what I'm curious to know, this being Sports Econ 101, Justin Turner, he's a free agent. He's one of eight free agents for the Dodgers who will probably have a different look in 2021. Now that said, does that, does that hurt Justin Turner and, and his marketability? What, you know, what, what had happened? Um,
2: I I don't think so because the series just ended. People are going to forget, but now maybe no one will want to sign him right away for that, but they might all kind of get behind the scenes and kind of go, look, We'll, we'll announce this in uh, you know in four months. You know <laughs> everything is kind of somewhat back
7: to normal. You know, announce it on Super Bowl Sunday. That way, nobody will pay attention. That's true
3: too. Yes.
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
7: Yeah,
2: very smart. They say, they say wait for Bowl the Sunday. next
3: big celebrity death.
7: They Maybe. say Super Bowl Sunday is the best day to buy a house.
2: Yeah, because no one else is. No uh, one else is that. Yeah, exactly.
7: Yeah. In
2: fact, the, the houses that I purchased have been like in November, generally, mm-hmm. you know, hardly anybody's out, you know, weather's not good. Yep. Fact, I, and I've actually purchased them during open houses, which you know that only 5% of houses get sold at open houses. It's all done between the brokers. Usually on brokers opens on Thursdays. Right. Yeah. But Interesting. Yeah. That's. Uh, I thought that was kind of, kind of, kind of crazy there. Um, and then as uh, Continuing on with our favorite uh, topic of COVID, the entire Italian soccer club Lazio quarantined its entire team.
3: Oops. Oops. That oh, will uh, like Justin Turner over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can hang out with him.
2: Now, now are you an anti Justin Turner or is it just yes. a Dodger? Yes. Yes to, yes both. to all the
3: above. Yeah. <laughs> This has been such a terrible year for me, sports wise. It's <laughs> yeah. been the exact opposite. The dictionary definition of the opposite of 2014
2: for me. Oh yeah. Now, besides yeah. the Giants winning the World Series, whatever. Well, the Warriors. Warriors or, are yeah.
3: 2015. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or they they won it in 15, but they were on their way to the the, the winning. And, and, and
2: for for that. those who could not guess, uh, Mr. Jackman is a Bay Area fan.
7: Yes.
2: <laughs> He's wearing his Giants
7: face. That is abundantly clear.
2: Which, by the way, you guys saw in the uh, local paper that uh, our friend Bobby Evans is up for potentially general manager for the Angels. He's going wow. through the process and. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, he'll get a job there. That won't bother you too much, will it, there,
3: Mister Johnson? I'm not a big fan of the Angels after 2002. You know,
2: yeah, that was uh, that was frustrating.
3: <laughs> but I don't hate them as as absolutely objectly as I I can't stand the Dodgers. The Lakers to win that was bad, and then for the Dodgers to win in 2020 is really like having the band aid ripped off. It's,
2: didn't it's, you come on? Didn't you feel sorry for no, losing the last couple
3: of? No. No, I reveled in it. I <laughs> rolled around. I wore it like a like a comfortable blanket. It was it was one of my favorite things to watch the Dodgers lose because I believe so much in the curse of the Cork bat. Now the curse of Kirk Gibson's Cork bat has been dispelled, and I just don't know what to believe anymore.
2: <laughs> now, Fern, um are you as passionate? Uh, now, you, you originally came from Virginia. Yes. Uh, spent spent a lot of time in Baltimore, right? I worked in Baltimore oh, yep
7: Baltimore, yeah. I, got, I got family there
2: and yep. do you have a, do you, have a do you have a either a favorite team or a team that you just totally
7: dislike like uh, mr Jackman I no longer have a favorite team uh, I grew up a Baltimore Colts fan a Baltimore yeah. Orioles fan sure. and and when the Colts left Baltimore and moved that left me without a team so maybe I kind of uh, Washington Redskins. No, no, no. no. I, 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 I then gravitated toward the Houston Oilers. Huh. And then the Oilers left. And uh, and so so now I I really haven't had I really haven't had a team. Professionally do do I do, do I like some of the guys on the team the teams that I cover? Oh, sure. sure. Why do i like to see them do well? Sure. Does it but, it but are there any teams end? you really don't like as a team? Like no, no, I, I, no, because I'm, I've been doing this for so long. I mean, thirty-five years of this. I've been doing it for so long. Whether a team wins or loses, I, I still have to pay bills the next day. I, I don't get out of not paying bills, regardless as to what happens. So I, I, I but, but, I, but I'm all for, I'm all for fans. It's yeah. short for fanatic, and, and it, it is their right to. Cry, scream, yell, bitch, whatever. I mean, go right ahead. But oh, me
3: watching me on t- on Sunday watching the Niners because that, that 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 describes every single one of my emotions.
7: <laughs> See, Mister, you can take pretty. I'm pretty much. I'm pretty much like this. Yeah, and but I'm, I'm
3: pretty, pretty much like this. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I wonder, do you have any ulcers?
3: No, no, not at this point, but because you know, get it all out. Uh, well, one thing is that being a fan of the Bay Area means that I've had the highest of highs, and I have sure. had the lowest of lows. I That's have true. watched, yeah. you know, the fifteen win Warriors. I have watched yeah. the uh, the two win Forty Nine er teams. I have watched the Giants lose, you know, win seventy five games in the season
2: yep. and lose,
3: yeah. you know, all nearly a hundred. Right. All right, so.
2: guys, we're going to go to our first uh, trivia question. Special day NFL players. All right. April Fool's? Not in 1965 when this future NFL defensive end was born, with stars hovering over uh, around his head. Excuse me. Who was the first round pick that was a 12-season Cowboy? And I'll give you a hint. He wore number 77 on his back. All right. And the reason it's special day is because he was born on April Fool's Day, which you wouldn't have known about this guy. Uh, but 1965. Uh, future NFL defensive end, twelve season, twelve seasons he played for the Cowboys. War number seventy-seven on his back. All right, that's a trivia question. Stay with us, Sports One Hundred and One. We'll be right back.
7: This
0: is a Potter's Field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams your rates won't increase and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting
1: place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. Again, that's 800-516-2499. Paid for by Final Expense Direct.
2: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Vern Glenn and Russell Jackman. Our first trivia question. Vern has the visor, and I could see the smoke going through the visor. As he's thinking, what is the answer to this? This guy, okay, basically this cowboy, 12, played for 12 seasons, wore number 77, born in 1965, and was born on April Fool's Day, which, which is why the trivia question is special day, NFL players. Who wore 77... For twelve seasons with the Cowboys, born in
3: nineteen sixty-five. I'll just throw out Ed Two Tall Jones out no, there.
2: He was seventy-five, I think. Oh, okay. And Bob Lilly was
3: seventy-four. I'm not so great on the uniform numbers.
2: Okay. Was it? Was it? Was it Jethro Pugh? No, you were close though with that Jim Jeffcoat.
3: Jim
7: Jeff- oh, Jeffcoat. Yeah. Yep. Jim
3: yeah. Jeffcoat. Ah. Or Jeff Jim either way.
7: Yeah. <laughs> what about that? Well, when I think of Jim Jeff Code, I think of one of Pat Summerall's just 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 patented play-by-play calls. Uh, you know, Summerall, he was the master of brevity. Yeah. So they, they, so the, I remember a game where they were playing the New York Giants, Phil Sims was the quarterback, and the call went something like this. Sims back to pass, looking, looking will be sacked, Jim Jeffcoat. (laughs) That was it.
2: That was the play-by-play. That's what happens when you take a Cardinal kicker and turn him into a broadcaster.
7: That's right. Brevity.
2: Um, So uh, did you see the Oklahoma State, did you see that Oklahoma State um, put these yellow lines on its large scoreboard to try to distract the Texas kicker. I don't know if you saw that. No. Okay, so
7: Oklahoma is that – that, that game was a shootout. Yeah. Over and the weekend. I, and I don't think – Won Texas, by the Texas Longhorns.
2: That's right. And I don't think they were expected to win. I think uh, Oklahoma was favored. But the thing is, it's like, you know, first of all, I don't know how many fans were there. Probably none, right? But you've got the scoreboard in back – where the kicker is kicking and, you know, someone decides, Hey, we're the home team. We're going to go ahead. You know, it's one thing when you have fans of, you know, waving stuff, but to do a scoreboard like that, to purposely, I mean, should that be allowed? Well, I didn't see. Did it work? No, he, he kicked it. Thank okay, goodness.
7: Then go. <laughs> there you go. It's a non-story.
2: Well, but
7: you know, what about futuristic stuff? Maybe maybe they have the goalposts kind of change at the last minute, you know. <laughs> my favorite, not and and my my favorite is during basketball season, a home game at Arizona State. They have a thing called the curtain of distraction. And so when the guys at the foul line,
2: yeah.
7: line for free throws, they bring out this curtain of distraction just right right in his vision. And then just when he's you know, look getting ready to shoot, they open the curtain and it's <laughs> and it's something wild. To just to, to, to try, just try and throw them off. Sometimes it works. I'll bet. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's – uh
2: least you do that in golf too, right? When a guy's ready to putt. Hey, Tiger! Well, that that <laughs>
3: is illegal. But, I mean, <laughs> field goal kickers are supposed to be immune mean, to distraction. You're supposed to be mechanical when you yeah. go up and kick. You know, anything is supposed to happen. I mean, let's face it, in an outdoor football game you can have – snow you can have sleet. True. you can have you know hail going on and so you know a couple of lines on the scoreboard shouldn't should be at least of your problems
2: well that's true um the i think it would be harder at a free throw line than it would be for a field goal kicker because you're right a field goal kicker is a little bit It seeing it to me it seems a little bit more this automatic you know Two steps this way, one step this way, but I'm but up you know.
3: A lot of lot of field goal kickers don't even look at the goalposts once they get ready to kick. They're they you know, they want to just focus on the ball and and make sure they hit the ball squarely. And you'll see they don't lift up their head until the ball is like, you know, started on its way to the goal
7: I mean kick kicker uh, Carlson, the kicker for the Raiders this past weekend where the wins were upwards of 35 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he said after the game, he said that on, on the field goal that he missed, Yeah. he said he was aiming for the right upright. That's where wow. he was because he, he was playing for, for, for it, for the wind to come into effect. He kicked it, but the wind was so hard, the ball went all the way in and hit the left upright. Yeah.
2: Right off. Yeah, that's crazy. I think – you know, looking back over the years, field goal kickers have gotten a lot better
7: over the years. You know, well, the legs, you know, the legs, they're, they're they're you know, they're stronger. I mean, there's no doubt. You know, the the, the, the distances are, are more. Used to be. Remember, remember back it was like, wow, what, fifty yards. Wow, how's it going to oh, that? Was ridiculous. Yeah, like, they, that's that, that's nothing. Even
2: forty was really like, okay, we don't know. This is like a 50-50 chance on a forty-yarder
3: yeah yeah, yeah. now extra
2: points are like uh you know what thirty five yard kicks
3: or something yeah, like they that I had to move them back
2: which is which is good I kind of like because otherwise it's kind of boring having you know making it ninety nine percent of the time you know that's why i like the the two point uh, two point one um
3: except because, if you're the except if you're the new york giants dude. then then the the two point conversion
2: yeah. eludes
3: you. A little bit.
2: That, that, that was, did that you was, watch that game? Yeah, last oh, night, and, uh, that was tough. He should have let him just a little tiny bit more to the outside, but he, he didn't play too, well, he did make a lot of mistakes, but. No, that uh, was the game
3: that Brady should have sure. lost. I mean, that was really mm-hmm. like a very poor game by Tom Brady, except for his mm-hmm. last drive, you know, where they actually got, uh, the, uh, the, uh, score in there. But sure. they also got the, um, uh, the unsportsmanlike hit. That added to the. Yeah,
2: event. that was ridiculous. You know, some, some of these calls are just a little bit too. Yeah, much. I mean, when, when, had to lead,
3: when a, a running back or a receiver is leading with his head yeah. and the defender then lowers his head to meet that guy head on, at the very least, they should call that simultaneous contact. Yeah. And neither one initiated it. But instead, yeah. it's going against the defender every time now.
7: Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that, that's not right. Uh, yeah. How about the uh, – well, well, do, 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 you, do you think the Giants were that bad or Tampa Bay was just, just that much better?
3: Hmm. But I was thinking, was thinking the better. Giants are that bad.
7: <laughs> well, he, uh,
2: Jones kind of came through on a couple of fourth downs, didn't he, toward the end?
3: Yeah, but they, they had that That's long it. time where it was 17 to 15, and the Giants should have gotten in a couple of scores at that point, and they just kind of put it in neutral and just said, oh, we could win this game. Fifteen to seventeen, and he just said, "No, Brady is going to get one more score in there," and he did. Obviously,
2: yeah. yep. Uh, let's see, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, he Ooh. came down with uh, COVID, and uh, yeah. now they're saying he's no longer the favorite to win the Heisman. Yeah,
7: yeah. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I, I, I feel I feel bad for him for contracting yeah. coronavirus, and it, it's it's an Atlantic Coast Conference rule that you you have to be out. Ten days. That that's it. And so, j- just 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 for that, he did miss the game that Clemson had to. they, they were down eighteen points. to get back and, and, and won that game over the Boston College. But the the, the the big one, the big national game coming up on the weekend is is Clemson at Notre Dame. And so, so now, it, it, you know, Trevor Lawrence is out, and uh, and and it's it's all about the backup now directing that offense whose whose name i had to practice several times before i went on the air
3: i think i think a lot of the players now are sort of under the assumption that because it's the covid year that all these awards and everything are just sort of tossed up in the air and that i don't think a lot of guys are going to take it personally that they didn't win an award you know this year due to covid i think
7: I, i think they're just excited to be able to be able to play you know, because yeah, uh, cause, yeah. Cause, cause, so so many so many seasons outside of the SEC were in danger.
2: But is it just because um, he's out for two games that you know it's like he's no longer going to be in the running? You know, I mean, well, I mean two, just no, looking like, of the stats,
7: two games, two games can hurt you, and 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 there are there are other worthy candidates to win the Heisman Trophy.
3: And you look at the fate of a lot of Heisman Trophy winners. Maybe he doesn't want to win it.
7: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Ryan. Whether, whether he wins it or not, he's going to be the number one overall pick, and in he'll get the money event. for it. Yeah, but if they if they if
3: they put him on the cover of uh, Madden 2021, oh, yeah. then he's, he's probably going to be hit by lightning bolt bolts by while being run yeah. over by a train while falling <laughs> off a cliff while <laughs> catching COVID at the same time. You know, yeah, that's hate, the, Madden uh, the Madden Curse. Yeah, has, you, has you're it, well aware of the Madden curse. Yeah, right? but Vern, has
2: anybody beaten that, or is it every single time?
3: Is I'm Madden? trying to think, but I uh, who was on Madden the cover of Madden for 2020? Um, yeah, I guess Vern, you can fire your fast fingers and see who was <laughs> yeah, on the cover. But, that, but the 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 uh, 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 pile of corpses that have been <laughs> on the cover of Madden is really, you know. Pretty uh, uh, auspicious,
2: isn't that Sp- Sports Illustrated? The same thing.
3: I don't think so. I, it's not like the Madden Curse. The Madden Curse. Some Sports Illustrated guys have managed to, to fight that off every so often, but the Madden the Madden Curse is has ruined one. the careers of.
2: of All right, well, what, Let's go to our second trivia question here. This nineteen sixty seven New Year's New Year's Eve. Okay, let's try this again. This 1967 New Year's baby grew up to be a Hall of Fame linebacker with the Chiefs for 11 seasons. After – this is an easy one. After putting his number 58 jersey in the closet after the 1999 season, he would never wear it again on the field. He died of a massive blood clot in February 2000. Mm-hmm. Who was this great linebacker? That's our trivia question. And the reason that he's on this one, uh, Special Day NFL, because he's born – on New Year's Day, you and the New
7: Year—you New, New, and the
2: New Year's Day babies. Yeah. Well, next time it's going to be a July Fourth baby. All right. That's our trivia question. Stay with us for TCOM 101 We will be right back.
5: you seen them on the bay, in their kayaks, on their paddle boards. Yeah, they do look like they're having fun, because they are. So what's holding you back? Sea Trek in Sausalito is San Francisco and Marin's favorite kayak and SUP center since 1982. And they're open for rentals, trips, and classes with COVID policies in place. Spend a day or an evening kayaking with Sea Trek on the protected waters of San Francisco Bay. No experience necessary. Want a guided experience? SeaTrek's professional guides can take you on a number of scenic tours around the Bay Area. Great for beginners as well as seasoned kayakers. They use single and double kayaks, lightweight paddles, and comfortable life jackets. SeaTrek also has stand-up paddleboards as a fun way to get out into nature. Have a sensational, safe, outdoor adventure with C-Trek today. Reservations are required, so go to SeaTrek.com today to start your adventure. That's SeaTrek.com.
4: Seatrick.com. Discover one of the most romantic and COVID-safe certified boutique inns or bed and breakfasts on the Northern California coast. The Elk Cove Inn is a one-of-a-kind Ocean View Mendocino Coast bed and breakfast with luxurious accommodations not far from Napa. The Elk Cove Inn is situated on the most breathtaking route of California's Highway 1. The Elk Cove Inn is a favorite for romantic getaways. When you visit the Elk Cove Inn, you're greeted with a gift basket with cookies and wine. Of course, champagne and a delicious complimentary breakfast are included. Book your stay at the Elk Cove Inn, as they have many specials now, by visiting ElkCoveInn.com. Also, check the reviews on TripAdvisor and what guests say, or call 800-275-2967. That's 800-275-2967 or elkcoven.com
6: This is Mark Honf, co-host of The Best of Investing. Can you believe how long we've been living in this era of low interest rates? It's been for most of this decade. And when we were all expecting rates to go up this year, now we're finding out that low rates will likely continue through 2020. If you're among the rapidly growing segment of people entering retirement age, I'm sure you're concerned over the challenge of growing your retirement savings. And you're not alone. Pacific Private Money has a solution for those seeking ways to significantly boost yields you earn on your retirement savings. And we do it with safety and security features not found in traditional investments like stocks and mutual funds. For more information on how you can supercharge your retirement savings with annual yields of 7% or more. That's right, 7% or more. Contact us at 415-883-2150 or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Equal housing lender. Licensed CalDRE 01897444. All investments have inherent risk and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy.
2: Welcome back to Sport Econ 101. Edward Brown here. Vern Glenn over there. Mr. Russell Jackman right over there. Uh, second trivia question. 1967 New Year's baby grew up to be a Hall of Fame linebacker with the Chiefs for 11 seasons. After putting his number 58 jersey in the closet after the 1999 season, he would never wear it again on the, on the field. He died of a massive blood clot in February 2000. Who was this great linebacker?
7: Well, that was Derek Thomas. That was Derek Thomas. Yeah, yeah. that was Derek Thomas. And, yeah. and getting back to the Madden uh, thing of the previous, I believe I believe Lamar Jackson is on the cover of. Uh, he's
3: on the cover now. And last year's was Mahomes. So he was Matt able to Mahomes fight that went,
7: off. Last year worked out pretty well for him.
3: But the year before that was Antonio Brown. So <laughs> it, it, it does have its way of working its way into things. But
7: he's coming back,
3: Mr. Antonio.
7: Not only is he coming back, he's, he's on Sunday Night Football. When the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the New Orleans Saints, it'll be a big game. Uh, it will, it'll be, will it'll be, be a big factor. I mean, he he could be targeted six, seven, eight times.
2: Yeah. And uh, Mr. Mr. Brady apparently likes throwing to him. You know, like, how many how many times did he get the throw to him before you know all hell broke loose? Like,
7: well, they they only, <laughs> he only played one game with the yeah. Braves.
2: That's what I mean. You know, and well, I, that
7: was it. He did score a touchdown, too, didn't he? He did. He did.
2: Okay, well, that's why Brady likes him.
7: He did. Well, I mean, he's, he's, he's arguably a he's future, all, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer.
3: And how smart does Brady feel that he's off of uh, New England right now that's really struggling Wait. and, you know, not capable? You think of, Belichick, of, of is, this,
2: will, this will be his last year? Don't wow, know. I don't
3: know. No.
2: I mean, not that he would get fired. Yeah, he can be, he'd be around, around as long. As
3: he but I do think they're going to have to find a, a franchise quarterback before they, you know, can climb back up to any kind of relevance again. Fortunately, they're in a weak, weak division. It shouldn't be really hard for them to climb back up and to be the head of it again. But they've been in charge of the uh, AFC East for so long. I don't think the other teams. Know what to do to be a better team than the way. Are you
0: telling
2: me the Jets are not a good team?
3: Talk to Trevor Lawrence about it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of talk about having him saying, you know, saying that he is going to pull a uh, a, a, uh, a John Elway and wow. just refuse to 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 be drafted there.
2: Is that right? Is is yeah. that they're saying that already?
3: Yeah, and that you know he would wow. possibly go back to school. Or that you know he would uh, uh, you know do one of those things that says if you draft me I'm just not going to play,
7: which you well, know they, well in, in the case of Elway uh, the the,
2: Indianapolis. the
7: the Colts held his draft rights until he was actually traded yeah in the meantime Elway he was you know he was uh, he was playing he's playing catches the New York Yankee at the time so he had Elway had Great. leverage
2: that's yeah that's right very good point yeah. Okay, so the last thing I had on the list here was um, the Warriors being sued for forty million dollars it owes to Alameda County, and yet has jerseys that say
7: "Oakland Forever" on them. Yeah, that's the new, that's the new jersey. You, you like them? That's that's well, kind of. I the, like. I actually like that, the look. That, that's the ode to the to the we believe here. Those uniforms.
2: Yeah, they, I I actually saw them. I, they they looked pretty good. You know the way that yeah. is written and all that, um, but. Is that a little hypocritical? You know, they leave Oakland, uh, they're, they're trying to say, you know, a tribute to them, but then it's, but we're not going to pay the money that we owe.
7: Well, yeah, I mean, I, that, I, that, that, that that's a legal thing. I don't think can, fans care about that. I, I think the Oakland fans, they feel betrayed that, that they left and went back to San Francisco, the original spot, but there's still the Golden State Warriors, which encompasses the entire. True cuz yeah, years
2: yeah. ago they used to be the San Francisco Warriors that's
7: right from a, a relations standpoint they they're trying you can't blame them for trying i mean they had so 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 these Oakland Forever jerseys are going to replace the town jerseys yeah. that they wore last season so i mean they're they're, they're doing what they can and, and 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 i think if they go out if they if they go out and have the same success that they that they once had in these championship runs i think i i, I think that will be such a such a subplot Way down sure. above because oh, yeah. winning is, is is a great deodorant. What them. was the, what was the
2: thing with the town where it was uh, like it looked like a tree?
7: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is
3: a tree. Oakland. It Oakland, was, oak it was a design a city. De- it was a design actually made for the city of Oakland that never was really adapted. And then
7: the Warriors are indigenous to to the area. Uh, gotcha.
2: It's, okay, an, oak so, okay. yeah, it's right. an oak tree.
7: Yeah,
2: it's an oak tree. Yeah, but they're slate uniform, slate colored Yes, know, slate night. Yeah, slate night. But because I like everybody I, I, loves I do, the
3: dark jerseys. I
2: gotta say, I do. I do like the, uh, um, the, the 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 logo or the way the script, the way the Oakland is is written. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring back thunder.
3: Yeah. Everybody loved <laughs> that. Yeah, <laughs> only if they go <laughs> back to a Yeah,
2: bring back crusty crab.
3: <laughs> <Yeah, they>, uh, <laughs> yes, the crazy crab.
2: Crazy, crazy. crab. I mean, not crusty crab. That. Is that The Simpsons?
3: No, that's SpongeBob.
4: That's, that's, SpongeBob uh, is uh, crazy <laughs> crab. <Okay>. SpongeBob,
7: <laughs> the crazy crab. Home of the home of the Krabby Patty.
4: Yes,
3: <laughs> Mr. Krabs.
2: All right, guys, we have uh, uh, about five or six minutes. Uh, what, what do you guys want to cover?
3: The misery of the 49ers. I mean, this 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 yeah, theme is and really. Yeah, I mean, everything has hit them all at once. It really shows that you're only as good as as your injury rating is. And, sure. and um, to lose both Garoppolo and – I think Kittle is even the bigger loss at mm-hmm. this stage. Yeah,
7: yeah, Kittle, the broken bone in his foot. I, I cannot think of an NFL team hit harder by injury than the 49ers. Uh, it was
3: like 13 different players. And they're all big stars. They're all yeah, their, their crazy, biggest man. players. It's one thing to, you know, lose someone that's on the practice squad or something like that. But, I mean, Kittle these is a line.
7: Players, these are players. These are, these are players yeah. that they counted on, to also, make a difference, especially yeah. defensively.
3: Kittle is a once-in-a-generation player. I mean, he's, he's, he's the tight end that the 49ers have, haven't had since, you know, early uh, uh, Brent Jones or, like, Russ Brent. Francis. You know, they haven't had a tight end with that kind of capability. And then you look at the entire uh, running back core being devastated. Yeah. Um, And that was, that's, I think the bigger thing because Garoppolo has shown. He's kind of a placeholder. I mean, he, he can throw the ball short. short, He can make high percentage passes, but he's not a great pocket quarterback right now. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have the accuracy to throw long or to have the patience to scramble around. Last night, and- I was watching Brady, and while Brady isn't a great scrambler, he still was able to move himself out of the pocket a few times to make some big throws, including on fourth down. Yeah. You know, um, which is something that you just don't see the kind of, when when Garoppolo sees the pressure coming, he pretty much crumbles. Ayuk
2: I- 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 is unfortunate coming up quite a bit, though. What Ayuk I- 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 is doing very well.
3: Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, you know he's sort of sort of the, the the Dante Pettis that Dante Pettis never turned out to be. You know he's been a complete and utter bust. Well, he, uh, he gave uh, him his one chance to return the ball and he blows that too and kills the 49ers' chances of winning
7: in Seattle. As 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 much as this will probably make Mister Jackman cringe, I I think I think I think the. I think the big receiving star this season has been Metcalf of Seattle. And speaking of Seattle, maybe – Rocket's done
3: quite a bit too. Oh, Metcalf's awesome,
7: yeah. Maybe this is the year where Russell Wilson will finally get some MVP votes. You guys got 26 touchdown passes through week eight.
3: No, and he really showed the difference between – what the 49ers have and what the, what Seattle has. And I yeah. think that was a defining game. If the Niners had stood up and, and beaten Seattle, I think that the rest of the league would have looked up and given respect to the 49ers. True. Given that they lost and then all the people that they lost in that game, I don't see the 40, I think the 49ers should consider, you know, looking for a top draft pick.
2: Yeah.
3: Instead of trying to, to get, you know, seven or eight wins and just sort of finish as a mediocre team in a division where, uh, 500 is not going to get you in, uh, even yeah. as a uh, wild card.
2: No, but this is the Metcalf though. Boy, he, he, he is a player. I mean, he's got the, the, the stature, you
7: know, what is he? to 40 or something.
2: He's, yeah. got, he's,
7: he's got the size. He can switch the field. He can hit his, his yards after catch are amazing. His uh, his his escapability is terrific. He can, he can just just get open and then and then really make a play. I think I think he's a really exciting player. The yeah. test will be the second time he sees these teams in the division because he, he's, yeah. he's seeing them now. Get, this is the first go around through this a, this NFC West. So so let's see what happens the second time he plays Arizona, San Francisco, the Rams, and and, and see what happens then because defenses can't adjust. And the fact
3: that he's doing it without a running game at all. I mean, he is the running game, basically. And yet he he hasn't overdone the scrambling. And he seems to have picked and choose chosen when he's going to run mm-hmm. better than just about any quarterback I've ever seen, maybe since the early Fran Tarkington days, yes. you know. Um, that that's very impressive, and I agree. He should be considered for an MVP nod, right? Do you, think
7: that, do, do you think that the the drop back pocket quarterback is becoming more and more of a dying breed?
3: No, I don't, because there's still the majority of quarterbacks are drop back once. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, seven and zero.
7: Yeah, yeah. Know. Yeah, Roethlisberger, Brady. Uh, Matt, Matt Ryan, stands back you there, know, he's still
3: but, there. And I mean, Stafford, and, and, you know, you still have, you know, a lot of <laughs> a lot of other guys. Prescott isn't really a running quarterback. I mean, he can scramble a little bit. But, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't – Well, not
2: anymore. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, unfortunately. No, this guy Met, Metcalf, I think he's going to be one of those guys you yep. kind of watch. It yep. still reminds me of uh, like when my dad told me when Johnny Bench was a, uh, a rookie. And he goes, you watch this kid. He's got a lot of good stuff. He's going to be a. He may be Hall of Famer someday. You know. Well, combined and, with
1: Lockett,
3: they have a, some really they, serious they, firepower. Yeah. You yeah. know that that's they, they make a very good pair. You know, hate to compare them to Taylor and Rice, but you know, at least for this season, they're they're very capable of, of putting up uh,
2: those. What are they? Numbers. They've only lost one game.
7: Yeah. Once. We lost one game. Yeah.
2: Okay. Chiefs have only lost one. Yeah. Uh, so far, Pittsburgh hasn't, you know, hasn't lost any. The Rams seem to be kind of right. You know, yeah. they, they, they were looking good in the beginning, and then just yeah, just don't quite have it.
7: I think it's their defense. And then, if you knows, like the Joe Burrow's Cincinnati, Joe Burrow's playing better. Yep. Cincinnati's in these games, so I, it's. Even Baker Mayfield, even though they lost to the to – the, even, even the – I mean, and, and, and what about poor,
3: poor Justin city. Heber? You know, that's, yeah. they, here's the trivia question for you. you. Should I thought you were going to ask, which is name me the only team in NFL history that has lost three games in a row while up by 17.
7: Yeah, how about that? Yeah. L.A. Chargers, yeah.
3: Yeah, that's, that's – that, that, that
2: is that a frustrating thing. one. All right, guys. Last trivia question here. Uh, This Hall of Fame running back was born on July 4th, 1942. Okay. He played his entire nine-season career wearing the number 44 with the Broncos. He was – who was this sixth-round pick out of Syracuse?
7: Hmm. Okay.
2: That's our trivia question. And the reason that he's in this is because we're talking special day, and he was born on July 4th. So that's why we have it. Okay, so nine seasons with the uh, Broncos, number 44. That's our trivia question. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments.
1: 426-2301 Matthew. Uh, oh,
7: sorry.
3: It's okay. I just need you to
4: listen to me.
7: I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me.
4: I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years,
6: For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
2: Welcome back to Sports Econ One Hundred and One. Last time for today, Edward Brown here along with Vern Glenn and Russell Jackman. Third trivia question: This Hall of Fame running back was born on July Fourth, nineteen forty-two. He played his entire nine-season career wearing number forty-four with Broncos. Who was this sixth-round pick of, out of Syracuse?
7: That was Floyd Little.
2: Floyd Little, very good, and, Vern.
7: And and going back to Syracuse, there, there there was a time where if 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 you were a a gifted running back. They gave you number forty four. I, for, I forget. I forget the historical uh, reference as to why forty four was important, but it but it but it means something in the lore of Syracuse really? football. Well, okay, but Jim Jim Brown came from Syracuse. Jim Brown wore forty four. Floyd yeah. Little wore forty four. Um, I'm not sure if Ernie Davis yeah. wore, but it, but it was a big, to be able to wear that number at Syracuse, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, yeah, Floyd Little. Very, 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 uh, very serviceable running back for the Denver Broncos. You know,
3: of special day birthdays, my my dad had his 88th on Halloween. Oh. All right. My grandfather was born on Christmas. My <laughs> grandmother was born on Thanksgiving. Um, my aunt was born on Valentine's Day. And my brother was born on Bastille Day.
2: And no one was born on Pesach. Uh,
3: okay, seven nineteen. That's my birthday. Nothing interesting.
2: Nothing interesting. Okay, guys, here's our thoughts for the day. I uh, told a a joke uh, in my Zoom meeting today. It wasn't even remotely funny. Duh. And two secrets to success. One, never tell everything you know.
0: Tune in next
2: week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective. You guys understood that, right? Yeah,
3: done and done. Yes, got it.
2: (laughs) All right. Uh... We're going to be, uh, again, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we, God, let me try this again. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. You got me thrown <laughs> out there. Uh, where we're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week.
3: Adios, guys. Good night,